This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 320 of Optimal Living Advice. I'm Greg Audino, your host of the show, here with you to take your questions about, about life and whatever it is that you're struggling with, and offer professional support, guidance, and advice. Now, this time, we've got a question on tap from a listener who is wondering if they've lost control of their ability to let go of things in their house. Now, it seems there's a bit of an overload right now, and that space is limited for them, And after making a deliberate attempt to clear up space, it's proving surprisingly difficult to actually get rid of things. Sounds like the question has come just in time. So let's check it out and see what we can do to help as we optimize your life. I recently came to terms with the fact that I have a hard time letting go of items, especially when it comes to family heirlooms. While my house isn't something you would see on Hoarders or a show like that, I can no longer ignore the fact that so many of my shelves and cabinets are overflowing with stuff. Stuff that I don't want to replace or get rid of, but takes up an awful lot of space. It's not a big house, it's only me living in it, but there's enough here that it makes it very difficult to have my daughters over when they come and visit. Recently, my oldest daughter brought this up, and I know she's right. I was shocked at how hard it was to actually say goodbye to some of my things when I sat down and tried to do it. It's not like I don't have the time. What's stopping me from getting rid of these things? Is there any way to stop and take control of my house before it takes control of me? And a wonderful question. Thanks a lot for sending this in, Asker, and also for providing all of that information. Uh, I do think it all really helps me understand your situation a bit better and will play a part in how I respond today. So one thing to keep in mind here is that stuff is not just stuff, and you might know this better than anyone, otherwise it would be easier to let go of some of your items, but no, I'm telling you that you are not crazy. You don't just have a lot of stuff. Everything in your home has a story, has a purpose, and something that's unique about it. And therefore, you have unique reasons for hanging on to everything that you do. So it's really important to bring a sense of mindfulness to the decluttering process, especially if it's tied to a strong degree of emotional turmoil, which it seems to be since you're sending this question in. And for that, I would actually recommend checking out an episode from another show in our network that I host. You might have heard of it called Optimal Relationships Daily. Back in episode 1287 of that show, I took a question that addressed something similar and I think would be worth your time to check out. I don't want to cheat and say much of the same stuff twice. And I think a lot of what I was said there would help you to answer that final part of how to stop and take control of your house before it takes control of you. So I would say give that a listen. But today, I want to turn the attention towards something else in your question. 
the part that I do, I, that I have a hunch is making this process particularly difficult for you. Now, you put emphasis on family heirlooms. You mentioned living alone. You seem to be especially cognizant of your daughters having a comfortable experience when they visit. And you're receptive to your oldest daughter's feedback about the condition of the house. So, I, maybe you were just trying to paint a picture, but you could have essentially asked me the same question without bringing up these points. So, if you want a response that's uniquely you and goes beyond what you'll hear in that ORD episode or whatever decluttering guides you might find online, at the risk of sounding like I'm psychoanalyzing you, I would recommend that you consider the link between your family and relationships and the excessive amount of items in your house. Because what most people don't know about hoarding, or just even if it's not so extreme as hoarding, but just the collecting of a lot of items, is that it's often a means of coping for what feels like loneliness or a lack of strong personal relationships. Simply put, it's just easy to find comfort in our items sometimes. And that's one of the purposes they serve that's harder to define and often kind of lurking mysteriously behind that sense of confusion that you and so many others feel when you try to do away with something and just freeze up. The other guides to decluttering, you know, they're great. Going through things one at a time, considering what you need, what's replaceable, what you have copies of, what you're missing out on having by not clearing up more space. And, you know, doing a little bit here and there instead of tearing the place up all at once, that's all really helpful. And if I'm wrong about this, then those guides and ORD 1287 will, will help. But what about this personal part? Is there any unresolved grief in you about living alone? Have you not processed the loss of living with family or the loss of family members in general? Have you generated new sources of meaning, particularly meaningful relationships that you spend some time on um, in this stage of living alone? Depending on how these questions land with you, you might very well find that holding on to your objects is because you're really holding on to some tangible pieces of the past. Should you find that this might indeed be the motivation for holding on to so many things, then the good news is that in addition to grief counseling or whatever other approach you may choose to take, you can still follow a lot of those decluttering guidelines you'd find elsewhere. Because many of the times that we try to keep honoring relationships of the past, we do so because we don't want to feel like we aren't caring for those people or for those phases of life. We don't want to feel like we've given up on them uh, or worry that we might forget them if they aren't somehow represented physically. But your daughter's childhood, though, you know, it, it still rings true if you keep one or two of her old sweaters instead of 30 of them, or one or two of her old toys instead of 30, one or two uh, of her old pictures instead of 30. You know, it all goes back to that first thought at the beginning of being mindful of what purpose each item serves and working to split the difference between letting that purpose be served and having a livable home. And you'd be wise to find new ways of keeping these relationships and other relationships thriving outside of your home. Again, something that counseling would be helpful for. But just know that whatever core values your excessive amount of stuff is there to protect, whether it's family or something else, you don't have to rely only on physical objects for that protection. 
Physical objects in moderation are wonderful for keeping our values close to us. That's why we dispose of some things and not all, staying intentional in the process. But the more items we hang on to, and the more they affect our ability to live our lives normally, most of all, and the more the rest of our lives, the rest of our values, and thus our health, are compromised. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, that'll do it, Asker. I'm sure you can tell um, that I am very apologetic if this response came off as too presumptuous. But this is the dark side of hanging on to a lot of items, particularly throughout and now in the wake of the pandemic when separation from people has just become more of a reality. I think it's really important for us to discuss and make space for this, as a lot of us miss it. But again, family is just one of the values that we might be trying to maintain in hanging on to more items than we'd like. And recovery ultimately relies on discovering what that value is and then proceeding accordingly. Now, if you have a question of your own that you would like to send in, fellow listeners, please do so by emailing it to me at advice at oldpodcast.com advice at oldpodcast.com. I'd be happy to help you out. It is only and always a pleasure for me, so don't be shy about reaching out. And with that, it is time to say goodbye for today. Thank you so much for being here and supporting the show, everyone. Take care. Have a good Wednesday if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you back here on Friday, where your optimal life awaits.